Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born That's you and me, Kato, right there <laughs> How you like that theme music for tonight? Man, that brings back good memories I tell you, one of the best shows I think ever You know, he's gonna kick it in right here you just don't stop playing the Dukes of Hazzard thing, you know what I mean? We're going to hear this out for just a minute. You know, he's going to tell us here in just a minute how his mama was upset because they only showed his hands and not his face, so we're not going to cut Waylon off short. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, just in case you're wondering, you have tuned in. We hope you have tuned in to the Cato and Church podcast. What's that? Instead of not, we don't know what you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're just gonna let this play a minute. That's you, Cato. She thought a lot of you, Cato. Yes, sir. All right, there we are, Cato. Themed to the Dukes of Hazard. Man, I loved that show. Yeah, that was a good one. And you know, they, they started off, I, I did a little bit of uh, research into them. They, they started off, they were going to be a little more risque than what they were, uh, but they kind of calmed it down a little mm-hmm. bit. They started off kind of kind of um, on the edge. But yeah, they I guess did. They found out a lot of kids were, of course, this day and time, you know, they'd probably be about like a church service, but <laughs> I mean, you know, compared to what we got going on out there now. Yeah, if you watch the first, uh, if you watch the first few episodes of season one, you can tell that uh, that it was a little more like the word you wanted to use there, kind of risque, or or I guess that might be the right word to use. But then they, like you said, they calmed it down, and you know, the first few episodes. Well, let, first, Kato, before we we need to talk more about the Dukes, but hey, let's bring our guest on. Oh, yeah, we got a guest. We got a guest. I'm going to let you introduce him, Kato. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Do it good, this Kato. Like, Do it good. This is like this is like a precursor to the uh, – yeah, I'm going to have to do a little uh, – a little. Uh, uh, I don't even know how to put it, a little introduction for him here coming up in a, in a couple months here now. But uh, the guy, our guest tonight, is uh, hails from the great city of Kershaw, South Carolina. And back in the day – I was uh, I had left Gaffney, went on to WSTS in Fairmont to manage that station, and I remembered when I started in radio, this guy he came, and uh, you know, he liked Southern gospel. And I was I was looking for somebody to uh, to help, really, and uh, and I thought about this guy. His name is Brandon Moon, but he goes most people know him by the name of Monk. And yeah. So brought him brought him up to the station there in uh in uh, Fairmont for we were just talking about it off the air for uh, I don't know how many years uh, from 2007 to about 2015 and uh, but he's with us tonight Monk welcome. <laughs> Monk, it's good to have you, buddy. 
Man, it's good to be had, guys. Uh, <laughs> I just say right away that uh, I am a stalker of the Cato and Jerk show. I'm in uh, I'm in awe of the talent on the uh, the Spotify that where I've been watching and let or listen to you guys. And uh, Cato, if you remember, uh, that was man, that was like culture shock for me. I felt like I needed a passport to go in that part of North Carolina. <laughs> it was uh, it was farmland everywhere, and in church you can identify with this. It was just like you, you could probably shoot a rifle and hit tobacco fields in all directions. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Kato drives me up, and we're going up. He's like, I get, he, I give you the, the the lay of the land. He's like, all right, here's the deal. This is pretty uh pretty remote. We we'll let you know <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere, but uh, it's a good people. Great station, 50,000 watt. Show you everything I know. You'll figure it out. First day on the air, I had no clue what I was doing. Probably by the last day on the air, I didn't have any clue what I was doing. And uh, I, I will say that uh, Kato is a great teacher. And if anybody has ever wanted to get into radio, he's the guy you want want to be taught by. Because he's a, he's a hard worker. He loves it. He's dedicated. Whoa, hold and, on. Uh, hold on. Loves the Lord. I'll, oh, wait a minute. I agree with the loves the Lord. I'll even agree with dedicated, but that hard working part, I'm going to have to stop. <laughs> but my, I, heard, I heard some church stories too. <laughs> was that the first radio station you'd ever worked at? I mean, I'll be dead honest with you. I was, I was like nervous as a long tail cat in a room full of rocking chairs. I know it. I no idea what I was doing. Uh-huh. I didn't know what a break was. I didn't know what spots meant. I didn't know what, yeah, I didn't know anything. And, uh, Kato just like poured into me and just gave me like his wealth of Kato was an, an old, old DJ from way back when I'm, <laughs> I'm laying on thick where I can tear him down later. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, Kato was, uh, he, he, he had it in his bones, man, since he was young guys since I knew him and he just had a gift for it. God, God really blessed him with a gift for, um, I don't know, man. He just had a voice that connected with people. I mean, I heard all the stories from WMIT up there on Billy Graham's station. And yeah. I still listen to 106 and 9 Delight when I go, go that way occasionally. And uh, radio is a unique thing, man, because, you know, you're, you're talking to one person ultimately, and that's whoever's listening in that moment. And uh, I'm sure you guys have some awesome stories, but I'll tell you one that stuck out to me one time. I'll never forget, like, you never know who you're talking to, and you're, you're always like, assuming that you're just in a room with a microphone. And I remember I was, I was about to leave and I was putting some programs in or whatever. And I was locking up, fixing to walk out the door and the phone rings. And this lady tells me, you know, the story about her son and he had passed away and all this stuff and left behind like two or three kids. Mm. And like, I prayed with this lady on the phone and then it just like, we started prayer time. I think, really engaging in prayer time on our morning show that next morning. And I just never, ever got over the fact of the impact you could have on people's life after, after going through that. And I had to get all serious and everything, but yeah, man, it was, it, it grew me as a man. It grew me as a Christian. It grew me just as a person. It was a great experience. And, uh, I ate a lot of, a lot of good meals for the Cato, uh, you know that's the gospel truth right there, buddy. Well, that's one. Yeah, you're right, Monk. That's one thing about it. Now, if you hang out with Cato, you're going to eat good. Mm. You, you're going you know to. We we started we started to start a tour. Started to snatch Brother Church up and do a Guy Fieri tour 
<laughs> had loves fish box and colonial maybe drive by for old time's sake over by the beacon yeah it webs they're down there i mean we, we we should you boys could start a show i know church good between what was that place up in cow pens it used to be so good uh, um highway 11 yeah, yeah. highway 11 highway restaurant 11. was a good one around here yeah that was good I, well kato monk you mentioned i talked with kato it was one day i guess last week and i'm getting i've ordered me some some camera uh, camera equipment type stuff and yeah. i told and i mentioned this to kato and because i watch a lot of uh, uh i love i love to cook and uh i hate to clean dishes but i love to cook and <laughs> so <clears throat> i've been watching there's about three or four uh channels i go to on youtube and get recipes and try them you know we have a uh, traeger grill we have one of them blackstone griddles I love both of them. Absolutely. If you don't have one, I would save money, do what you can to get them. They, they'll change your life. And uh, and so I've watched these videos, and I told Cato the other day, I said, we ought to start us a YouTube channel and do us some recipes, videos, put on there for the heck of it. And he said he's thought about that before. And, uh, and I'm thinking very seriously that, you know, I'm thinking very seriously about trying to do that. I really am. You should uh, you should go back and try to recreate some of those meals. Yeah, that, uh, maybe like uh, the Shake Shop or you know that loves fish box chicken calabash salt and pepper calabash chicken tenders. Oh, yeah. or man, yeah, they've been they've been giving me a hard time down here about that that calabash that salt and pepper chicken because I went up there on my birthday and they're like, man, okay though, you better watch him. He'll drive three or four hours to get some some chicken strips. <laughs> I'm like, man, I I, I tried to tell him. I said. I'm telling you, you haven't had chicken strips until you've had those salt and pepper ones at that. Either Colonial does the same. Colonial yeah. Fish Camp, Mike mm-hmm. Avenue, and uh, but Love's Fish Box, I think, is the original. And that's not even, I don't even know if that's like their big, you know, their main thing. But to me, it's their main thing. I mean, I'm going to get it every time I'm close by there. Oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah. They're great. So, uh, but yeah, just, we, we, we might need to talk more about that, Cato, and try to. And try to do that for the folks, because I know uh, you probably got some good things you can cook up. Yeah, you know, I saw back here a while back a lady, uh, it was an, an older lady and her son doing a cooking type show. And I just thought to myself, man, you know, if I, if I could have went back and, you know, I had a camera with a phone, but I would have, I wish that I would have did that with my mom and got, while she was making some of the favorite recipes uh-huh. you know, before she passed away, I would have, and I was thinking that guy there, man, he's going to have a, he's got a treasure trove. Everything that he ever loved. His mom is on the video showing him how she did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Yeah. I remember going, my, growing up, my mom, it was, we had bread with every meal and it wasn't like, Hey, go down and get some of those little, you know, brown and serve roll. <laughs> I'm on homemade biscuits with every meal. Wow. And yeah, straight up from scratch or cornbread. We had some kind of soup or something. It was normally cornbread. Yeah. But I remember watching her make biscuits with three ingredients, like milk, flour, and like Crisco or something. Yeah. And mm-hmm. thinking, like, yeah, that's, anybody could do that. And then literally yeah. trying to do that. No. Nah. No, you're nah. right. You just, you can't. Everybody cannot do that. They cannot do right. that. Everybody cannot make a biscuit. Not a homemade think, not a homemade biscuit. I was gonna tell you something else kind of funny. My wife was talking about this the other day. First time I brought her to the house and we had 
before we got married, of course, brought her and introduced to the family. We had a meal and my dad, he would take loaf bread and just spread butter on it. Like, you know, yeah. like kind of that spreadable butter mm-hmm. and just eat it just like that. Not melted, nothing. She just, she, it blew her away. She was like, what in the world? You just eat butter like that. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't, yeah. and I guarantee you it wasn't that, uh, uh, what is it called? I can't believe it's not butter. Uh, yeah, I guarantee it wasn't none of that. I can't believe it's not butter, butter. No, no that ain't sir. butter. According, no, a big dog one. I guarantee that it wasn't. <laughs> according to the great comedian James Gregory, that was not butter. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now, of course, Monk being with us, we want to we want to go ahead. My must tell everybody he's fixing to get hitched up here for long. Yes, sir. So we uh, we we're very glad of that, and uh, we wish, of course, we wish him the best. When is the date? Uh, it is May twenty second at five p.m. in Sampson's Hollow in Wallen, Tennessee. And friend, if you can find Wallen, you are uh, you are Magellan or Christopher Columbus because I couldn't with GPS. <laughs> it, was, it, it cut off the the daggum GPS would cut off. I've never seen GPS go out of service. My friend, I found a spot in the United States where GPS doesn't work. And <laughs> wow. Draw it on, map up on a napkin and pray to the Lord that you make it. But no, it's uh, <laughs> May 22nd, man, out in um, in the, the middle of Tennessee, probably, I guess it'd be southwest of Sevierville. And uh, I'm marrying Ashley Adams. Her name is actually Ashley Rose Adams. And my name is Brandon Boone. So we thought about changing her name to Arab. <laughs> the <actual folks> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she works she at the and she, Dollywood. Yeah, she works at the Great Dollywood. So. Sure does. Been there for golly fifteen years, probably. Wow, so. and that's and y'all are going to move there. You're going to move there. I mean, when you get married, that's y'all going to live there. That's the plan. Uh, ultimately, in the next uh, some months or whatever, I'm still working out the work thing. I'm thinking about traveling back and forth. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we've, it's, it's tough. Cause I, I work, I'm in business development sales or whatever for a sheet metal fabrication company. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, uh, working at the logistics, but we, we spent the better part of, you know, a decade doing long distance off and on, you know, uh, we actually, we met back in October 5th, 2007, uh, through Cato. Cato is apparently the Valentine Cupid man. I've heard he's set a mini marriage on its way so uh yeah i'm he sure he actually joked with me on the way up there he said uh i don't know that uh girl the phone ashley girl she's out pretty nice you might meet your wife up here you never know <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure Mon- Kato, i'm sure Cato sure that has that kind of effect on people that's exactly right <laughs> If you haven't, if you haven't been able to tell yet, Monkey, he does a good impersonation of me. He does. Yeah. I mean, it's on time. You, uh, him, him, and Jim Bob Earp do a great impression of you, Cato. Oh yeah, yeah. It's top. <laughs> it's top shelf stuff right there. It really is. I will admit that. But yeah, Monk, they uh, they met back then, and that was. I mean, that wasn't long after you started there, but. My relationship with Dollywood was prior to Ashley working there. I'd done some promotions, and so I'd set it up. So she was new whenever – she was fairly new on the on the job, that particular job, whenever we went up there that time. And it was like the uh, 
That was what I think was the crab family farewell tour or something going on then. We were starting, what we were doing was, uh, we were promoting the farewell tour, I think all throughout North and South Carolina. And at that point, um, we came up for harvest month, I believe. And it was, I believe Ricky Atkinson and compassion was there. The Perry's there's a lot of groups trying to fit. Of course, the kingdom airs were big then. And, uh, we had a great October, time. They, they used to do Southern Gospel Month in October, I think, right? It was Harvest, Southern Gospel Harvest Month. Um, yeah, because um, I remember going up there and you were uh, in, insistent that she was going to be a, she was a keeper. And uh, I remember leaving. I think I told you when I left, I was like, I'm going to marry that girl. That girl's going to be my wife. And uh, fast forward, we actually, we dated for, gosh, Almost three years. On May 2011, we broke up. More than that. So, um, yeah. So we we kind of like locked in our jobs. Didn't want to leave. Didn't want to move. And we just like you know remain really close friends. Kato always told me he's like that, that girl loves you. You need to go on up there. Make it right. You know, make it right. Uh, um. I actually, she reached out to me, a friend of ours, a young man passed away. was really close to our family. And, um, so she reached out to me and I met her for lunch, um, at the rendezvous restaurant in Maggie Valley, believe it or not, oh. which was all kinds of not romantic by the way. So, um, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, an instant kind of like rekindling. Like we never, like we never really separated, uh, spaced out or anything. And, like putting on a comfortable pair of shoes. And then I made up every line in the book to try to see her again. Like, Hey, I've never been to a UT game in person. <laughs> hey, I'm just now. And I just made up everything I could that, and it worked. Well, and, uh, it so seems I, like, it, it seems like the church told me right after he met Wendy, the same thing that, Hey, I want to marry that girl. I don't, I'm, I'm almost positive of that. And he might remember, not remember that, but it seems like that, that cause y'all met that particular night and, I just remember church was very stricken. He was like, who is that? <laughs> and, and you know, you know, Kato, you know, Kato, she was probably thinking the same thing. Oh, I'm sure she was. I ain't got uh, no doubt about that. that. Right there out of the gate now. I don't know. <laughs> if you, if you remember Kato, the first time we met, do you remember the first time me and her met? Do you remember where it was at and what was going on? Well, I, I, the best I can remember, it was a gold city concert, gold city concert. Uh, at the Gaffney High, High School Auditorium. The first time she laid eyes on me, I had that Charmin shirt on. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember, remember that Charmin shirt. And then uh, when we got, you know, when we got done with what we were doing, it was and the thing was fixing to start, and you and me was fixing to go out and do MCing or what have you. Then I switched into the suit. And then it was the Nature Boy Chris Church <laughs> on the scene, and that's what won her over. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was it. So, ain't looked back since, and praise God for it. The tiger came out of him right there. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm very thankful that uh, that that happened because I couldn't ask for a better wife. So, so a good wife and three youngins later. That's right. Church. Here mm-hmm. we are. Yep. Here we are. Yep. That's it. And let oh, me just. You, let me, ahead, I'm, I'm sorry, Kate. Let me just plug right quick to her podcast that she does. I mean, I've started a thing here with this podcasting. You know, uh, she's got her a podcast called the Steadfast Podcast uh, that she does. And then, guess who else started on one yesterday? 
my eldest here. He started him one yesterday, and it's called the BB Herping Podcast. If you don't know what that means, herping means going out and look for reptiles and amphibians. So going yeah. out and look for animals. Yeah. Uh, I believe you got bit by one too, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, I got bit several times today, yeah. He got bit today, and he got bit yesterday. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah. Yesterday, what? yesterday was a water snake, and today was a black snake. <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> I told, I showed somebody that video today, and this is a, this is somebody that I work with, and uh, and I've known this person for a long time. Wendy knows them; that we know their family, they know us. But I showed her that video today, Kato, that I sh- that I sent you, right. and she's like, "What kind of snake is that?" I said, it's a copperhead. I said, but he's, he, I said, the, the venom doesn't bother him. I said, and she looked at me. I mean, she thought I was serious. She was like, really? I said, no, I'm kidding. It's a water snake. But she, I would, I would have thought those were poisonous too. <laughs> but yeah, but Seth started his yesterday. Like I said, BB herping. I actually had two guests yesterday. And he had two guests. They, uh, wow. one of them was, uh, one that really got him into into this kind of stuff, uh, and he had him and then a friend of his who does a lot of that kind of stuff too. But in case you wondered what the BB stands for, is that stands Seth started him a little YouTube channel a few years ago, and he'd put up some videos when he'd be outside here if they went to somewhere and done a, a walk or some trails or something, and he'd find lizards and frogs and that kind of snakes and that kind of stuff. And uh, it stood, and, and he would do things back here in the backyard, and he'd put on little segments, little videos on on his little YouTube channel. And, that, and the BB stands for backyard bites, you know, bites, just little bites of he'd show videos. So that's what he just kept that yeah, name. That, that was my old channel. Then I then I changed it to this new channel, and that's what I'm going with now. So it's BB Herpin. So if anybody's interested in uh, in reptiles and that kind of such, and it's like uh, a crocodile hunter, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. He can't find crocodiles around here, so he messes with snakes. Yeah, I go for the smaller stuff instead. Yeah, you need to go down to that, South Florida and see some of them gators. Well, yeah, and go, uh, go ahead, Mike. Those anacondas or pythons or whatever out there in the Everglades. Yeah. What is that this uh, running rampant down there? They're eating like every animal that's in sight. Pythons? Nope. That's the yeah, pythons and the boas. Catch them. Yeah. Yeah, they got the pythons down there, the boas, and they got this some kind of lizard. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's not, I've, I've saw something on that here a while back. I saw some video of a guy that, uh, he has his own little critter catching company or something down there and saw some video and he goes out and he'll, he'll shoot them lizards, uh, big old lizards that he'll go out. Yeah. He'll go out and find them. And, uh, they're about, they're about that big, that long and about that thick. They eat, they eat them too. That the guy I watched would kill them, and uh, he, everything he ki- uh, kills, he cooks and eats and cleans. Yeah. So I've I seen don't know one, if this guy. one guy. It's a Christian guy. I don't know if you have ever seen him before. Oh. It's a uh, deer meat for dinner. That's the guy. Oh, huh. But yeah, and, he, and he's he's from down there around where I was born at, down in South Florida. But he does. I mean, he's all over the place, and like you say, he'll kill them iguanas and make a big stew out of it. His little kid got these sweet little girls. All right, try, let's try this, man. They're eating oh, this iguana. And I'm it like could be iguana that goodness. he's looking for. But it also, in this video, what was neat is there's some kind of bird down there that's, that's I don't know how they got here, don't have a, a clue, but they're not supposed to be. 
some kind of bird. It, it, it remind you like of some type of duck or something. And he was he was he's killing them to try to get them. You know, that sucker's a good shot too. Because I mean, that yeah. birds is on the water and stuff. And I mean, son, he's pegging them, and it's 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 mm-hmm. interesting to watch. But uh, hey, back on your wife's podcast, and I will tell you this, monk, you might want to. I mean, it, you have to take little doses because she's kind of like a she's got she's got washer in her blood. She was, and she was on there talking. I, I saw a little bit of one the other day talking about physical fitness. And I was like, I ain't watching this. I ain't watching this. Try to make me bury myself. Get down here and have to repent. But it's a good, good little I mean, you know, podcast. I'll tell you on the, you back on the low carb train. You, you, uh, you're right on track now. I think you're, you're in the, in the, in the, the negative this week. What I'm, that's the rumor I'm hearing from my people. <laughs> 2.4 pounds this week was uh, the weight loss. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have ate that milkshake. <laughs> I think you just, yeah, you just gained them two pounds back. Well, you got to have a cheat day, don't you? Uh, I guess. <laughs> That, that, you gotta have you gotta have your cheat day. Hey, I'm, uh, try, I'm, I'm trying to work hard so I can get in a suit for Monk's wedding. Is that what it is? <laughs> I got you on sl- slim down for that. That's it. Well, I know he'd appreciate that. <laughs> hey, listen. To, oh, go ahead, Monk. Go ahead. No, I said we'll we'll get you in a suit no matter what. It won't we won't worry about the size, but you uh, we'll find you a nice suit and. Uh, I, think <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna tell you how much it's gonna cost, but we'll uh, put you in a good one. Send that bill, Dolly. Yeah, I'll send it. You won't love you always after that one. We'll be working nine to five to pay it off. Let's that's, just put it that that's it. That's it. For that suit of many colors you're going to put on. <laughs> Monk's about to die over there. He's about to spill his water. Spit water out. <laughs> Real quick, because I'm, in, I'm enjoying this just having fun, but I just wanted to mention a couple things, uh, Cato, that come about this week, just so people, you know, we want to, you know, we kind of, when you and me talked about doing this podcast and, and, and uh, we, we want to talk about some things sometimes that, uh, want to make hopefully would make people think a little bit uh, with what's going on around us and and those kind of things and then there's some headlines that's that's going on. We're hoping that we can encourage people, of course, with the truth of the Lord's word um, and stuff that's going on. But just a couple things that I saw. I need to find my glasses here. I can't do a thing without my glasses. Uh, but just a couple things. I just wanted to run by you, Cato. You may can expound on them, or Munt can, or I can. I'll be more than happy to, especially this one here. But uh, I didn't know if you'd heard about uh, Cato, uh, the Canadian father. And you, we talked about this. Might have been on about our first podcast episode we done. But they here recently there was a Canadian father. He was jailed this month uh, after he disobeyed a court order. And ref- you know, get this, and refused to call his 14-year-old biological daughter who identifies as a male as his son. Mm. He was thrown in jail for that. Can I'll you believe you what, that? They're, that they're Canada, son, the that, over there. that Canada's a hellhole, ain't it? <laughs> I'm telling you. Huh? That's a good way of putting it. And then, but that, that, 
I mean, that just blows my mind. I don't know what a judge is thinking. I, I don't understand that. He's, we have our, we have our family. We try to do a family time every night. And it, and, it, and it don't have to be long. And we'd encourage all families to do this with children. And it doesn't have to be long. It ain't like you, as the father leading this thing, have to go for 30 or 45 minutes. Okay, I want to stress that. But I do think that it's good to have your family time uh, with your with your wife and with your children, if you can, and uh, the best you can to be consistent. We miss sometimes. Yeah, I'm not, you know, things like things come up and you miss and that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, we we do that, and we've been praying lately, and I've been praying a lot lately. And, and, and thinking of this judge here who could do this to this father, number one, it ain't none of his dang business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 we've been praying. And I and 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 somebody may say, "Oh, well, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't pray that way." Well, I'm gonna tell you what. It's in the scriptures. David prayed this way. And what I'm talking about is, we have. And of course, you can tell in Canada they got them. Like I said, heck, that's a dang hellhole. Of course, America is too. But we have. I call them magistrates, the senators, the congressmen, those kind of things. They're there. I, I've gotten to the point where I don't like to call them leaders because they're not leaders. They're to be servants. That's what they're, that's what they're supposed to be. They're not that either. Though. But they're not that either. <laughs> and and we, I've gotten lately where I'm praying, you know, I would ultimately, I would ultimately love for the Lord to save them. That's what I want. But I'm praying also, Lord, God, if you're not going to save them, remove them by whatever means necessary. Because we don't need this type of wickedness in these type of positions that would send a father like that to jail because he has a daughter and this daughter's whacked out and thinks she's a male. And then you're going to send him to jail because you didn't say that that was your son instead of it being your daughter, which she's biologically a girl. You see my point there? I don't know about y'all. I'm just thinking at 14 years old, Big Doug put the belt on me some still when I was 14. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I got it on after that a few years too. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's foreign now though. Oh, exactly. I, I, think it's, I think it's the fruit of it's the fruit of the lack of biblical truth. Exactly. We're reaping exactly what we have sown. Exactly. If you look at everything, every civilization from ancient Greece to ancient Rome, go back to Mesopotamia, Sumerians, even Egypt to an extent, when every time they fought, the precipice of their fall was this fascination with gender, with homosexuality, with even transgenderism, but we didn't call it that. But yeah. there was some very, very warped sexual views at the precipice, right at the brink of the fall of each civilization. Romans 1 is explicit on what that looks like. It is a snapshot of America. Exactly. If you can't see that and see the, the fall is great and coming and going to fall great, and then you have spiritual blinders on your eyes because <laughs> lost all understanding of whatever right and wrong, whatever that word means, that phrase used to mean something. It, I don't even know what right and wrong is 
in the eyes of this public, but I know it is in God's word. It hasn't changed. Exactly. And it's, it's to me, it's, it's, you know, in Canada specifically, I remember someone guys to go to church with, um, Kurt, he said that he was accountant for a company I will not name. And he flew all over the world to kind of balance their books for him. He said he went to Canada on a trip, a business trip. And he said it was such an odd deal because their churches had been turned to museums. He said, go into a Canadian cathedral, this beautiful glass and high vaulted ceilings and, you know, these $20,000 organs. And it was just like, hey, everyone, cross the velvet rope. And this is where they would pray. This is where they would pick their hymn books. It's literal museums because nobody's there. Uh There's no marriage, you know, emphasis on marriage in Canada anymore. It's like they see no emphasis on the family. Yeah. Um, When the family breaks down the country breaks down and we're seeing it all across the world for that matter. Oh yeah. You're exactly right. That, that, uh, it's pitiful and the people of God need to uh, wake up and repent. It's, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, I, I know that the gospel is what changes people. And I know that God can and will change people. And the people here, especially in our country that claim to be Christians, and I'm not saying that they're not, but I'm just saying we are going to have to stand for truth. We got to. We've got to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we want to see the Lord turn this thing around for our nation, for our country. Uh, now, we can lollygag. And listen, I'll be the first. God doesn't need America. Okay? Uh, it, it's It's... Me and Cato have talked about this before, and my you know, listen, my end time views. I'm a post millennialist. Okay, listen, the gospel's going to spread. God is going to save people. His word will spread. There ain't nothing that can stop it. Okay, but I'm telling you, He doesn't need America to do that. You see, so uh, that's what we need to get in our minds too. God can, he can truck right along without America. So we can either get, well, I was about to, about to say something I probably shouldn't. Uh-oh. We can get off our tails, okay, and get about the Father's business. Or, as Monk said, you see Romans 1, you see the judgment here now, it's going to continue. And listen, he'll use somebody else. He'll, he'll use somebody else. So, but I didn't know, Cato, if you'd heard that little story this week. I just wanted to uh, to bring that up. And again, it goes it goes along with what Monk said. I mean, you just see, you see Romans one, and you see that's 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 that is part of the judgment. Like Monk was saying, when you have all yep. this these sexual sins going on, homosexuality, transgenderism, all that kind of garbage, that's the judgment. Read the chapter. There in Romans one, and you'll see it. And uh, one of my one of my favorite preachers is preaching through Romans right now, Harry Reader. Who Cato, if nothing happens, Lord willing, he's going to be our guest, hopefully in the month of May, if nothing happens. Cool. Uh, but uh, he's preaching through Romans, and uh, I can't wait to, to to hear his sermon that he does on those particular verses there. Uh, but I've heard him talk a little bit about it, and I've heard other gospel preachers 
talk about it as well. But I mean, you you read that chapter, you see this that that is the judgment. It's that kind of attitude, and not what Monk was saying. That's the fact the, that's taking yeah, place that, now. The fact that is the judgment. That's the judgment. That's some of the judgment. And so we as American people, uh, I mean, you you either you either love God or you don't. And me and my wife's talked about this. And what's a shame? What's so ashamed uh, is is you have people in the church who, at one time, and I think both of you will agree with this. Who, if you don't, you're wrong. But anyway, uh, but at one time, <laughs> at one time, they would have stood against this type of behavior. Okay, uh, they would have been. I mean, they would have been at the forefront. Oh yeah, this is wrong. This is wrong. But what's happened? is they, these people now have had children. Now, this is just a fact. I'm just telling you the truth here. They've had children who have now come to them and said, look, I'm this away or I'm that away, or I'm confused about who I am, and so I think I'm a girl or I think I'm a boy. Listen, Jesus says, you've got to love me more than you love mom and daddy, and more than you love your children. I mean, we could, we could we could put a lot of stuff in there, and it's not adding to the word. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. You know that I wouldn't do that. I think both you know me good enough to know I wouldn't do that. But this has happened to them, and their views have changed on it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I think that's some of the problem. I think I think it's a it, it's it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy. And I think Harry Reader said that the, the number one, what the most scariest words he ever read in the Bible was, depart from me, I never knew you. And the second scariest was he turned them over. Yeah. Or, yeah, I think it was where he, he talks about Romans 1 where God's like, okay, do you, you're, you want to chase the pigs in the sty? Is that really what you want? You truly want that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, go, go chase it. Exactly. You know, Ten times. Ten times it says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart, but ten times it says Pharaoh hardened his heart. Yeah. So God gave him over to what he already desired. He yeah. was born in sin and trespasses. Yep. Dead in sin and trespasses. But I mean, you know, it's a it's a it's a complicated answer. There's the the simple answer is is Cato Church is a, uh, you know, it's the fulfillment of the sinful nature of man taking itself out to the nth degree oh yeah but it's more it's the nuts and bolts and the gears of it i mean take your average television show that we watched when we were kids it was wholesome and entertaining and distracting albeit and but look at the premise of the average television show today you have a bumbling idiot father that is the clown and the butt of the jokes you have the mom who's the breadwinner who the kids come for to get their guidance. Mm-hmm. You have a defiant daughter who dresses like a, a harlot. You have a, a son that's, that's snarky and weaselly and whiny. And dad's above the jokes. When we were coming up, there was strong male presence, even in, in our entertainment media. You look at Ozzy and Harriet, and you look at Leave the Beaver, and I know it's a little bit before our time. But even shows like Family Ties, yeah. which was kind of smart and whatever, the dad was still the final authority on that show. Yeah, the Hogan family, it was still the dad was the final authority on that show. And it's not to be that he was a tyrant, 
but he had authority and you respected and you willfully submitted. That's yeah. why it was in my house. Exactly. That's why it was, I imagine, in Cato's house. And I know it was probably in your house, church. Oh, yeah. But, you know, when you when you take the family and you turn it upside down, you distort the family. And it starts at universities. You know, universities just pollute our kids' mind with just blatant, you know, liberalism. Yeah. And you come home and little Susie all of a sudden is telling you about critical race theory and about transgenderism and all these other people and Marx and all these other stuff. And it's like, you have to get back to God's word. And all those things are all those things. We need to understand those things and combat those things and shut down those arguments. But if we don't base our argument on, on the truth of God's word, it'll, it's not going to matter. Exactly. It's, not gonna matter. it's like, build, right. it's like building on sand. If you don't do that. It's true. And you were talking about Canada. You know, they got that. There's a pastor. It's locked up right now. Well, for, that's what I was going still, That's what I was fixing to say, Kato. He's been released the last oh, I saw. Okay. Uh, you know, Justin Peters, the ministry yeah. he has. I saw on his uh, his Facebook and then Jeff Durbin's. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's good too. Uh, but I saw, and if I looked at it correctly, he has been released. All right. Yeah, and I think I think the charges I think the charges were dropped as well. Hmm. So good. that that's good news on that end. I'd seen I'd seen an interview with his wife, and she was just talking about you know they were saying, well, how's he doing? And she's like, well, he's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you, how do you think he's doing? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But and, uh, you know, I'm sure because he seems to be. I've not heard him preach or anything like that. But from what I can understand, what I what I had a little bit I have read, I believe he's a pretty solid guy. Yeah. And so uh I'm sure he was like the apostle Paul and counting it all joy with whatever situation he was in. Cause we in our family time and and uh not to beat a dead horse so to speak, but we're reading through the book of Acts and we've got to to the to the you know, the last half of it about Paul and his journeys and being in jail and talking about that, getting beat and so on and so forth. And it's like we said last night, somebody brought up something, but I said, well, we got to remember Paul wrote a lot of these letters. And, and I said, like the book of Philippians, he was in jail when he wrote it. Yeah. But look at what he wrote in the book when he wrote it. Hmm. So, I mean, you, you, you can't do that unless you have Christ. There's no way. There's right. no way you can do that. Saying, uh, I, can, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, or I can endure all things, so I can, in, in, you know, I can embrace the suffering yep. of all things and be beat with rods and you know, shipwrecked and snake bit and everything else in between. Yeah, that's now, right. That's exactly that's, right. That's, uh, who was it? I think it was, uh, was it somebody, it might have been Bodie or Bodie Bachum or Paul Washer said that, Philippians four nineteen is not a Bible verse you put on your boxing trunks. So you can knock the guy out in the third round. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Rick from Rick and Bubby, remember he touched on that a little bit about that verse. Yeah. Saying it's interpreted wrong. It's actually, like you said, Monk, I can endure all things. Talk about yeah. what he was going exactly. through at that time. Exactly. So, did I say, did I say 419 or is that 413? I think Which, it's 13. I'll, I believe it's 13. I think, I think you're right. I, I had a slip of the tongue. Well, there. you're in the ballpark. Everybody <laughs> needs to get the tattoo off their arm now. That they <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mark it up and do <laughs> something else. I want some, some Bible thumper out there to call me on the <laughs> I also saw uh, something else real quick I want to mention because you brought up the transgender and all that stuff going on. 
Uh, they passed a, a law, another city in Massachusetts within the last couple of days where, uh, and they said, you know, people said, once you allowed homosexuals to marry and do get their benefits and all this, that this would be the next step. And they said, no, no, that'll never be, that'll never happen. But polyamorous, they call it like polygamy. Yeah. Where it's, it's, you know, you can marry three or four women or whatever, two yeah. men, one, you know, all these kind of different things. So the next thing coming is, and I think I've already seen some of this people marrying their animal because yeah. there is, a, you know, we're in a day and time and we've talked about this some and it never goes over well when we're on the radio. There's a big affection, a bigger affection now for animals than there ever has been. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's part of Romans one too, about where it talks about the, you know, worshiping the creature. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a, a part of Romans one that talks about that. And if so, you notice, I don't know, I know you do a lot of running now, church, and uh, things like that. And your wife does too. Used to be 10, 15 years ago, if you're going to run, or you're going to walk through a neighborhood somewhere. I'd want to stick because a dog might get after me. Yeah. No dogs come out. They're in the house now. They're in everybody's house. <laughs> yeah. We'll get the dogs in the house. Oh, listen, listen, man. These people out there, this is sad, but I'm telling you, these people out there, Kato, if you were laying on the side of the road about to die, okay, and their dog come out there to smell you up and down <laughs> and got hit by a car, listen, let me tell you, you're going to lay there. Because they picking that dog up and getting to the vet. You lay in there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. If me or Muck don't come along. Uh, the master did that, didn't they? Didn't they? They asked uh, on the street interviews. They said, if, uh, if a homeless person was drowning and your dog of seven years was drowning, which one would you dive in and rescue? And people said the dog. Yeah. And yeah. I believe it was the way the master did that. That's just insane. I know yeah, somebody that worked with us at one time, Monk, that said that. They would probably save the dog if you remember correctly. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm going to be like Jimmy here, Daddy. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'll say this. If, if Daddy had fell into Broad River, that's a river near our house, if he'd fell in there and he was drowning and couldn't swim back up and there was a snake that fell in the water and got hit by like a log or something and was damaged and couldn't swim back up, I'm saving him first. <laughs> I love snakes. I love snakes oh, and go. animals, but I'm saving him first. I'm sure he appreciates that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do. I do. But I'm. T but yeah, like you said, there's people out there, man. They'd let you die before. I. You. You bring that up, and it's funny. I saw something on Facebook today, and it had somebody, and they this little old dog was laying on its back, and they had something for its chapped little feet. And they was rubbing its feet and doing all this. And I'm listen, pets, that's fine. I, I understand. But you gotta remember, you gotta keep everything in perspective, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I just I just think it's gone overboard. I'm not against them either. You you know, have all the animals you want to have, but I mean I just think it's we've went off the deep end. Like I say, you don't you walk through a neighborhood now. Yeah. There are no dogs in the yard, there are no kids in the yard. <laughs> another, another thing they're in the house yeah you know on yeah. the xbox or something like that yeah and instead of sending you know my dad big doug he'd say hit the yard man get out in the yard yeah yeah so he'd say hit the yard get you some vitamin d y'all get out in the yard <laughs> exactly but 
No, they bring the dog in the house. And now, you know, and, you, they got the dog in the house and, with them. I tell you so that. That's a, there again, we're seeing the byproduct of evolution. When we're just molecules in motion, yeah. we're just a clump of cells. When human life has no intrinsic value in and of itself, you don't believe a person is made in the imago dea of the image of God, and we're not the imprint of God on earth, and we're just all living organisms. We're all just chimps with bigger brains, and evolution has brought us here. Then you get to a point where you devalue the preciousness of human life. Right? Oh, yeah. And you see that in, in the way abortions are treated today, in way, you know, and the way that human beings are, are tossed aside. I oh, mean, yeah. pull up a, go to a, a YouTube video and people are just mocking, laughing. You know, there's whole, whole channels of people used to be where homeless people were getting, you know, beat up or people are just laughing at some lady who gets upset and gets beat up in a, a McDonald's. And we just, you know, we don't understand that's somebody's mom. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. somebody's daughter. Exactly. We just you know, desensitized to the precious and the precious of human, human life. Because it's the byproduct of evolution that we're just we're just clump of cells, we're molecules in motion. Just speaking, so of, that? speaking of human life, let's touch on this before we get out of here this week, because we you know we haven't since we did our last po- podcast. Church, we've had a couple of mass what they call mass shootings. Yeah, uh, one guy down in Georgia, member of a Southern Baptist church, baptized twice. Mm. Mm. Eight killed eight people. Yeah, at these massage parlors or whatever. Yeah, and then yesterday, this uh, guy goes in and kills ten people at a grocery store. Just people, you know, stopping in the grocery store for the regular, you know, shot. What you getting for supper tonight, honey? I'm st- I'll pick up some hamburger. I'll be on. We'll make some spaghetti tonight. Yeah, never had a clue in their mind that they weren't going to make it home that night. Yeah. And I mean, there's 10 families now, or oh, there's eight, if 18. All of them, yeah. 18 of this, these, I mean, you know, there are people die every day in, in these type of situations, but you know, the media, you know, when it's a, a mass number, it seems to be blown up in a bigger way, but not realizing, and none of us know, we don't know, you know, when our net, you know, if we're, we're not guaranteed our next breath. No, you're right. And uh, it's important that you know that you know, as they say. Yeah, Kato, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, my soon-to-be wife, um, her brother was living in Aurora at the time when the shooting uh, happened at um, the movie Cal- theater. Well, yeah, they were actually supposed to go to that theater that night. Not her, but family members, and. You know, thankful to God, she she's never seen anything above a Disney movie. I think she wouldn't watch a PG movie. Uh, so some family members wanted her to, you know, whatever they had mentioned in, you know, casual conversation. Hey, the new Batman movie's playing or whatever. And they had actually, family members had talked about going to the theater with that Batman movie. They were in Aurora the night it happened. Wow. And I just, I like, it just goes back to you know, my other statement, like the devaluing of human life, the violence begets violence. Sometimes I understand I, I have a pistol. I have a, a Smith and Wesson 40 caliber pistol right now in the backseat of my car, you know, ready to go in case something, you know, ever happens, God forbid. But at the same time, it's like, 
we have devalued human life and we have drugged our kids. And if you look at most of these shooters, man, they're on antidepressants and, and all kinds of anti-anxiety medication. Mm -hmm. Almost every time. Yep. Every time they they have one thing in common, they're over medicated and they either came off of antidepressants or they just started a new dose. Yep. And it's, it's like clockwork every time. And it's, it's sad and, the only way you're gonna stop a bad man with a gun is a good man with a gun. I'm convinced. Oh yep. yeah. Oh yeah. That's exactly right. Like you said, they the, jump. They jump right on it on on uh, the news. First thing, president comes and says, "Oh, well, this gun violence, gun violence." Man, it ain't about the gun. It's about the wicked center that's pulling the trigger. Well, that yeah. I, it, exactly. It's, it's so it's so funny. They, they have an agenda because they have a bill. Probably, I guess in the infant stages of this bill. Well, they're going to make gun manufacturers liable or able to be liable for for lawsuit when shootings occur. So you 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 have a lawsuit against Remington or Luger or Glock or whoever, and you sue them into oblivion to the point where they're tied up in so many legal legal fees they have to shut their companies down. Yeah, I think they understood that the liability was so great that the only way they could diminish the second amendment type people is not at the grassroots level, but to attack the stores. They can't stop, you know, background checks and this and mental health checks and all these other things. They're trying to stop good people with guns. So they were like, I got it. Let's go to the source. We'll just shut the spigot off because if Luger and Remington and Browning and all these companies go bankrupt from lawsuits, then they don't have to worry about it because they're not making any more. Guns. Yeah. But it, that's yeah, and they control import from overseas, and we're in a mess again. But well, yeah, like you said, there. I mean, if they like do that with the lawsuits and stuff, I mean, what they need to understand is a pistol. Like, let's say a pistol that you have. Okay, I mean, a pistol in the hands of the wrong person, that person could kill with that pistol, but in the hands of the right person, could be used for defense and good. It's like Cato said, it's not the gun, it's the person. I mean, I think what 500 people a year are killed by coconuts, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bang coconuts too. Really? Well, well, yeah, there's more people killed, uh, there's more people killed by knives and such than there is, than there is, uh, guns. Uh, yeah, in London right now, the machetes down walking down the street, they ban, ban pistols, ban guns too, yeah, and it's, it's humans, man, it's humans. Yeah. That's uh. <laughs> <laughs> there it is right there. There it is. Right that's, uh, that's, uh, 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 about lost my train of thought, but, uh, <laughs> I'm getting old. Uh, but talk with Cato bringing that up. And I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what the president jumped on today. One of his statements. And I was, I had a little story here, but one of his things, one of his statements today was, you know, he said, he, I quote, I don't want to wait another minute let alone an hour to take common sense steps that will save lives in the future. My thing is this, it's like me and Cato talked about here a couple of weeks ago, the dang Democrats. And, and, and if you're a Democrat and you listen to this, I, if you haven't if clicked you, off by now, if you get mad at me, I'm sorry, but, uh, you got, you're, you're part of a crowd that, that I just don't know how to take because it's like me and Cato were t- uh, talking about 
here a while back. You know, that's the crowd that wants to say that they're isn't men and women, and and you don't need you do, you don't need to call people boys or girls or moms or dads or grandpas or grandmas. And then the next thing you know, they turn around and say that we need to celebrate International Women Day. So they get me confused. I don't know what they want, and it's the same way with this with this gun deal. Here he wants, you know, he wants to start banning everything left and right. You know, it would tickle him pink and some of the rest of them knuckleheads as well. And my thing is, I don't know what you want. We got what? What is more laws going to do? And that's what Ted Cruz, like him or not, was telling some of them today. What is more laws going to do? They What's it going to do? Listen, listen, listen. We got a law on the book. That came out of the book, which is don't murder. Okay? Which is don't murder. Premeditated, taking somebody's life, murder. We've got that law on the book because it come out of the book, the scriptures. When somebody does that, guess what? The book tells us what you're to do to them people. We got laws for that, too. We got laws in the book that tells us what to do to those people. If you'll go back to the book and start getting your laws and basing your laws, because it's like Monk said earlier, you've got to have the scriptures. If you're not standing on that, you're on sinking sand. And so you go back to that. What, how does, what does God say we ought to do to these people that go into these places and just start shooting up people and killing them for no reason. Well, it says if we were to do this right here, this right here, this right here. Well, hi, dang, let's do it. And I guarantee you, you'll see it stopped. I will promise you, you see it stopped. You know what? Slow I, it down a little bit anyway. You, you let me tell you. Well, you will get it slowed down. Maybe that's a better term for me to use <laughs> because we're going to have sinners. But I, but like you said, I guarantee you, I'll, I'll stand on the authority of God's word that you'll see it slow down. If you give the right punishment for the right crime. I mean, we just got to go back. You know, these people that want to harp and bellyache, I was about to say something else, but my son's here. He's cramping my language. <laughs> they want to gripe and bellyache. Oh, that's the Old Testament stuff. That's the Old Testament stuff. You mean tell you what? What did Jesus preach? He preached the Old Testament. <laughs> that's what he preached. Yeah. Read Paul's letters. What did Paul preach about? What did, what are some of the things that Paul said? Where did it come from? Don't give me this horse manure that we don't need the Old Testament today. We're under grace. Well, I thank God for that. We are. But you don't do away. All of it's his word. All of these people want to. We don't know how to run countries. We don't. Uh, what, let me tell you. I can tell you how you can find out how to run a country. And that's going to the scriptures. And finding out how to run it. I say this: if uh, if the Old Testament is no longer applicable, then um, is it okay for a Christian to steal? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Can I drive? Can I drive 110 on on a two lane road That's and right. be okay with that? Yeah. I think you know the fact that the the Book of Romans, what Romans 13 tells us to submit the th authority yep. uh, to to governing bodies. I mean. That you know the law itself is is cannot save. It's like I'm trying to clean your face on a mirror, 
you know, wiping your face on the mirror is not going to clean your face. Only thing the mirror can do is point out the fact, the fact that the face is dirty. But at the end of the day, law is there also as a deterrent. Yep. And death penalty is vastly, vastly underappreciated in this country. I'll say that much. Exactly. That's, yeah. a, that's, my, that's my political PR on it. <laughs> hey, you know, I was going to tell you all. I was reading uh, reading the scriptures this morning, and I was in the Book of Numbers of all places. And just a cool—I thought it was just a—I don't know. I, I had never, maybe had never read it before. I don't know this particular passage, but Moses was in there talking, and he had said, "You know, if these people die of a natural death, then everything I've said is false. You can take it; it ain't, it ain't true." He said, "But if the earth opens up and swallows them up, then it's true." <laughs> And about that time, the earth opened up, swallowed them all up. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's great, great. When that when when they were disobedient, the the princes of Israel, or um, I just read through it. I'm in Judges. I wanted the I went through the little uh, the Bible in three sixty five days, and I'm going back through. I just got through Joshua, one of my favorite books, and uh, I like that that's that uh, Joshua ten twenty four, where he calls him out calls the kings out as example and uh, he conquered these five cities and he brought the kings and put them in a cave and he rolls the stone in front of the, of the cave and then he tells the soldiers after he's done just wrecking the city my god instructed him he rolls the stone away brings the kings out and puts a boot on their neck yeah and then that keeps them in front of everybody i'm like Man, that right there. What do you, what do you think those people thought when they saw that? Exactly. Yeah. They yeah. That, yeah. That 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 that's not PG there. <laughs> that's not that's not Disney right there. No, no, sir. You know, it's just it's just like the guy. You know, you're talking about executing justice. I mean, there is no the guy. I mean, I give you I give an example of that. What I think that you know executing justice ought to be done. The guy down there in Charleston. He's on a video camera. There's no doubt who it is. There's yeah. not, there's no trial to go to about this. Yeah. They, I mean, but yet he's still alive. He's still down there. We're I keeping mean, he him needs, up. He needs talking a, about Dylan? Yeah. Yeah. That guy was, How long is, I mean, that's been two or three years ago now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, At least. It was yeah. during Obama. It was actually, it was under Obama's presence. It wasn't oh, yeah. Yeah. longer. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's just, we're, we're feeding him and, and housing him. Yeah. But anyway, that's just our two cents worth, all of us. I think we all see eye to eye on that. But I, that's just a couple of things I wanted to bring up. But, I, you know, I, like I said, my thing is I hope, if, if, who listens to this, I mean, if you have the slightest uh, disagreements with us, this, I mean, you can email us, catoandchurch at gmail.com, because we would love to, to talk more, to, to, to tell the truth. We just want people to think and 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 because I think there's not enough of that going on, uh, it's like the phrase that I've heard. You know, common sense is a superpower. Uh, <laughs> we don't see a lot of that today, and uh, and 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 I'm afraid we have a lot of a lot. Not that I don't need a whole lot more of it, but we have a lot of Christians. And I'm gonna say they're Christians. I'm not gonna say they're not. But bless their hearts, they're illiterate. When it comes to the word and, and, and they need to be in it and need to be reading it and praying over it and studying it to see these things. And you know, church, if you remember, right, I know monks heard the clip, but that time we interviewed MacArthur back when we were doing the regular show, Cato and church show back in the day, 
that was the thing he said. It was, you know, uh, the ability to discern scripture, I believe, was his, what's the yeah. greatest problem facing the church? And that was some of it. You know, yeah, 20, can... yeah, 20 years ago. Yep. And it's still the same today. Still even worse probably now. So, and, uh, but anyway, we we just we just get here. One of the things we meet and reason we want to do this is help the world solve its problems. I mean, we're here yeah. for you. Well, we mean, got the answer. I mean, yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. We got the answer. Yeah. I mean, we ain't boasting on us, but we have the no. answer. Yeah. And people listen. So, but Monk, yeah, we I feel, I feel like a true confession here. I feel a little bit jealous. You guys got to do an interview with uh, Charlie Daniels. And John MacArthur. <laughs> and all we got was, we got was uh, a, nice, a nice little blow and go with uh, Mike Huckabee. And <laughs> we got Rick Flair and Chuck Norris. That was, yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. Achievement of my life, friends. I'm going to let you know that one. That was, <laughs> that was uh, Chuck Norris was, uh, he was sweet as sugar. He was a super nice guy. Rick was doing Rick things. And, uh, <laughs> Was a nice guy. He was not nice man as well. But uh, yeah, I would love to. I know I met MacArthur. Me and Kato met him in Nashville, but it was very brief, like twenty seconds. Hi, oh, brother MacArthur. Really appreciate you. Blah blah blah. You know. And uh, yeah, but I would, I would have loved to just got to sit down and actually interview and hear MacArthur. You know. Oh he, yeah. He's so wise, man. He said he said something, and I've seen the clip now. It's it's becoming more uh, prevalent now that all the Black Lives Matter stuff is starting. He said, you know, he actually marched with Meg Evers' brother. Yeah. When, you know, Meg Evers was first martyr of the civil rights era, the real civil rights era, the horrible things, atrocities that was happened to, to black people all over the country. And um, he actually marched and he said something profound. He said that any word in front of the word justice is no longer justice. That's right. He said huh. it becomes a political movement. He said, if you put social, whatever justice in front of it, he said, you just basically hijacked real justice. Yeah. And this is a can speak. He was, he was holding memorials for Dr. Martin Luther King all across the country because he was the only, he was a white man at that age that could book the venues. Yeah. And, um, it was really, really involved in the civil rights movement in the Mississippi area. He's originally from that area. And, um, uh, I thought that was really profound, but yeah, kind of jealous. You boys, uh, <laughs> Johnny Mac, the Johnny Mac. <laughs> yep. Blair. Who else, man? We met a bunch. We, we interviewed a bunch of people. Kirk Cameron back in the day, Blair yeah. from the facts of life. Yeah. Yep. Some good cool. times. But Hey, listen, I know we've been here a while. Uh, we don't want to uh, bore people today. At least I hope we ain't, but, uh, we appreciate monk being with us. Uh, He'll probably be back sometime. I mean, we yeah. we, we get uh, the video. Crazy. We might can. Uh, still we might working on that. Yeah, yeah. We might even consent. We might send him application. He might can be a part of the pod squad. <laughs> oh yeah, with us. Because yeah, okay. I've you have a network over there. You have a the the church network. That's what you need to start. You got <laughs> the, we be Herbis over there, and uh, you got the Steadfast Podcast. You yeah. got to get Jim Bob on, call the the Jim Bob Jim Bob Hour. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, we get a network started. That, that's mm-hmm. right. But I just I know I can't. I guess I first met Monk when when y'all were down there at that station, and me and my wife lived down there close by. And, uh, just had a 
a, a kindred spirit with Monk, so I always always liked him and always appreciated him. And it's just, I mean, it's just like kind of like we just knew each other for years, you know. And uh, but I appreciate you being on here and uh, the words and things you had to say. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And uh, I feel like there again, like that the to wear out the analogy, I feel like pulling out on a pair of comfortable shoes talking brother Cato, but, uh, you guys were the, the OGs in in the upstate and on the big wag WGI 105.3. And I used to, uh, dream to, to be able to, to be a part of, of something special like that. And I got, I got to do it and, uh, it changed my life. And I know it probably changed yours too, church, just being oh, able yeah. to, to interact with people like that and uh just happy to see you guys keep doing this there's a lot of you don't realize there's a lot of people that they're really um really excited about by something like this firing up again oh so, yeah so- yeah yeah we we enjoy doing it we like doing it uh we just we just have a time with it we just love it gato yeah we'll do it again lord I'm willing the creeks here, don't rise Red G taking us out. The G stands for gone. That's right. That's what it stands for. Hey, listen, everybody. Uh, Cato and Church at gmail.com. Email us. Uh, be looking for, uh, go to our Facebook page, uh, Cato and Church, or at Cato and Church there on Facebook. Uh, leave us a message. Tell us what you like, what you didn't like. Uh, we're big boys. We can take it. Uh, we appreciate you if you do listen thank you so much we really do appreciate that and uh, until next time Cato and Church along with Monk we are out <laughs>